Hey everyone, and welcome back to Set Apart the Podcast. I am Jared Mike, and one of your hosts, and in today's episode, we're going back into Faithful Boundaries. Remember, this is the second part of a two-part series on Faithful Boundaries that we're doing. So if this is the first time you're hearing about this series, this is part two. So be sure to check out part one, which is currently up. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. Okay, physical boundaries between friends. Because I know what we've been talking about is mostly like relationship. Some people also need to do this outside of relationships, but mm-hmm. mostly in this context, it was like relationships, significant under, non-platonic. Mm-hmm. But in the platonic sense, like I have this friend, it just goes to show like this is like a real life account of something that happened with him. So his best friend was a girl. And I think this is really important to us out there who have best friends who are opposite sex it's really important because this is okay this is more not so much like a sexual boundary if i can say that or like that kind of a boundary but physical boundaries nonetheless is so they were like really close and this was one of my friends from high school they were like super close like proper best friends like really close talked about everything hit each other joked around stuff like that and they were always like that then one month um one day the girl wasn't in the right mood um i'm not gonna say she you know it was that time of the month but i'm not i'm not being misogynistic in saying that i'm just saying her hormones were on a high medically biologically do not come for me please everyone (laughs) for saying oh what what i'm just saying biologically she was in pain she was more irritable biologically don't come for me it's science i'm a medical student <laughs> no because people have gotten cancelled for saying like what like the bio- biology of yeah. it but so she wasn't she was irritable more irritable and she mm-hmm. mistakenly bumped her boob and she because Yo. she was in that state where she was like she went through like her time of the month was really hard for her yeah. and he wasn't aware that it was that time and he bumped her on her boob and yeah. she took it the wrong way and what what happened he got suspended he got expelled and take it that their relationship has been we had a lot of physical touch previously but it just goes to sh- show that boundaries change and we must not take for granted that okay because last week this was the boundary this week it's going to be the same i think we just need to be super careful especially with physical like emotional yeah they probably don't change as much but physical yeah. boundaries can change a lot yeah. so i think we just need to be very sensitive when it comes to especially opposite sex um, physical yeah, touch boundaries exactly. just because we don't know what the person is going through we don't know what happened in their week so if you have a best friend who is the opposite sex please 1.5 it's 1. Like 1.5 <laughs> yeah. social distancing actually that story reminds me of also my childhood like during the adolescent stage when you like your boobs are growing and stuff and I used to have like male friends and they are rough and stuff all the time when yo, someone hit me and it was so painful Oh, I'm never gonna gonna be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my eyes were full of tears at that time. What? Yo, so I think we need to be aware of that. Yeah, especially for people who secondary school, primary school, yeah. they are just they don't know anything. It's just a girl, like you just play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you don't know what's happening during that time. Yeah, especially during that time of adolescent stage, a lot happens, mm. and friendship can turn to mm. an enemy just like that. Just like that. So we've yeah. been, we touched on spiritual, we touched on physical. I'm taking very right, like sharp turns, no? but let's get into emotional. emotional. I just want to say, when it comes to emotional well, and spir- spiritual, it is more 
3D than it is 2D. I think with physical boundaries, you set a boundary and that's it. With emotional ones, that's where people come from like hurt most of the time. Maybe in physical, yeah. yes, as well. But like, those are to protect you. I feel like those physical boundaries coming from like trauma or anything like that, that are to protect you. And even the emotional ones are to protect you, but emotions are very intricate you know mm. um and so that's when people do make may or do set maybe boundaries that are mm, quote unquote unreasonable sometimes um and we need to be aware when we are setting those like maybe there's a person who is there for you and there's a potential that you guys can be in a relationship but mm. because you have set su- such unreasonable emotional boundaries you're not able to explore that yeah. you know that's what i mean by like unreasonable mm. obviously you need to protect your peace you need to protect you as a, a whole and like i know other people like maybe if they're going through stuff they isolate themselves that's the boundary they set for themselves and it comes it comes from the emotional side yeah and in doing so you're doing more harm to yourself than you doing good that's what i mean also another example just to show like how it can be in a bad way but now we can speak about the Mm. i don't know i just wanted to add that Mm. that we must be aware yeah of those things as well when we are setting boundaries Mm. especially those emotional ones i mean spiritual ones i think that they are set Mm. as well like if you make a decision or like you set a boundary I can't go out. I can't mm. do this. Let it be set. Let, Let it be, be a set. principle yeah. that you live by. Yeah. And so I, I have a question on that. Since you guys are here, I've never been in a relationship. I don't know anything about emotional boundaries. Well, I do you from my. Never. This is my perspective from a singleton. Okay, I'll give yeah. you my perspective, but that's not with regards to this question. Let's say somebody has a really like, in a spiritual context, but emotional wise they have they have a vulner- they have a hard time opening up to people because they were previously hurt should you then like obviously you're going to be their friend through it you want to help them through it what's like a suitable way to help someone through their trauma without like crossing their boundaries and forcing them to become vulnerable and opening up can i just say something first mm. um with me i've decided not to be well like since I came here, or when I came here, I decided like no relationships for me because I have certain things that I need to work through. Um, but like I think if someone is not okay and they are aware of it before they go into a relationship, I think they should do their best before going into a relationship to fix that thing because you don't want to be a patient. You want to be a partner. You mm, want to yeah. be able to contribute into that relationship and not just now the relationship is revolves around the, your partner tiptoeing around you or nursing you or like when you're going through this I have to do this I have to act like this it can get tiring for the other person yeah. but if it happened whilst you're in the relationship right um i think communication i i don't, I don't have experience that actually let me just speak about how you need to fix yourself not but like be okay (laughs) before you go into a relationship Mm. because with me i know that i get i'm i'm sorry jaris 
get sometimes the bad side of me. I get like I'm impatient. I'm very, I get, I get snappy. That's not a good thing when you're in a relationship. Like you need to be able to control your emotions and know how to act, especially because there's another person involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so like I I'm very I get easily irritated. It could be because of something underlying. Mm-hmm. Go to therapy. I need to go to therapy. <laughs> so um, that like you need to be. You need to work on yourself before so that when um, you are in the relationship, like, you're good. Or, like, yeah. you're good. Maybe there will be bad days, but then I don't know about when you're in a relationship and mm-hmm. you're like that. I just want to speak about women. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you are the partner that is okay, don't try to be a doctor or psychologist or mm-hmm. whatsoever. Just give the person a space to yeah. be alone, to deal with their issues, yeah. support them as a friend where you can, but don't be like their hero, like mm. oh, yeah. trying to rescue them out of their like trauma or something mm. like that, because it will be draining for you as well. Yeah, yeah. let the person heal, Shani. Give them Jesus, give them psychologist, um, advise some way that they can be okay. Mm. Yeah, you just need to be, I think you need to be emotional fit to be in a relationship. Yeah. Yes. And I think also just to mention this because I know a lot of Christians particularly don't know how to feel about psychologists. And I don't know why it is like that, but in the cr- Christian community that I grew up in more particularly, like you trust in God, you don't go to psychologists. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but you're sick. Last week, Mrs. Naidu, I saw you <laughs> at the doctor when you were sick. Yeah. But now that you're emotionally sick, you're mentally sick. Now you trust in God as opposed to going to a psychologist. Guys, mental health is real. Just like how God has given people the the grace to become doctors, he's given them the grace to become psychologists. Psychologists wouldn't exist if God did if God didn't think we would need mental health. God created, God gave people the knowledge to become psychologists because he knew that we have mental needs. Yes, the Bible is there. Yes, for some people you can pray your way out of depression. You can pray your way out of certain emotional bondages or whatever. Yeah. It's definitely a thing. I'm not discounting or discrediting God. God can do it. Mm-hmm. But just like if you get the flu, you're not praying day and night, God, remove this flu, remove this flu. Remove. You take medicines. Yeah. Just like that, we need to, I think we need to start thinking about mental health like we do physical health. Because I feel like that's the misconception. Men, men, people who always their physical health they're like okay i'm sick i need to go to the doctor i need to get meds but when it comes to mental health we just push it aside we're like i'll deal with it later because there's no physical manifestations and i think that's the biggest misconception yes there's no physical manifestations now but down the line you're gonna see a decline in your physical health because there is a link between your mental health and your physical health and i think we need to change the way i'm not sure if you guys if, if it's just from my perspective coming from KZN in my small <laughs> town but mental health is not taken seriously and I think yeah. it's just there's like a stigma surrounding mental health when you say you need to go to a psychologist everyone thinks oh they're crazy, crazy. <laughs> you know exactly. but it's not the case so I think just for everyone listening if you're from a small town just know mental health should be taken as seriously as physical health if you feel like you're sick you need to see a psychologist and if you're unable to talk to someone that you trust who is in that space um, and then they can maybe like refer you to someone or help you out and there's also free resources around there's a lot of free resources maybe we'll link some stuff but we'll see yeah 
Um, also, uh, as you like, just mentioned that, um, also for me, like previously, back at home, like I didn't even know that thing exists, mm. like mental health. I just know, okay, right now I'm not okay, mm. and I'll be fine, I'll have to do what I have to <laughs> yeah. do, and all of that. But uh, I think I was able to actually get to understand what it is. Firstly, yeah, by talking to someone who knows better. I'll tell them my symptoms and like, okay, this is anxiety. Okay, this is what. So you just give them the symptoms and you think, no, these are just something that I usually go through. Mm. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> you treat them as normal, but like, it's it's important to be aware of your me- yeah. of your mental health and also your state and seek help. Yeah, seek mm-hmm. help, guys. I've been also depressed a lot. Twenty twenty one, especially, mm-hmm. and then twenty twenty two was like my healing phase. Yes, I was praying. I was going to church each each and every week. I had to do my session, do my psychologist. Like it was all at once, mm-hmm. everything. I didn't like pray and then mm-hmm. don't, don't go to counseling yeah. or only trust in like counseling and stuff. But like I did everything, and God helped me throughout mm-hmm. using a psychologist as well. Like God helped me throughout. So mm-hmm. it's very important to use like everything. Don't just pray and mm, things will just disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Other things you need to. Sometimes you don't know the roots, but like a psychologist will help you actually mm. get the roots. It's okay, this is where it's coming from. This is your trigger. This is how can you deal with that when it happens? How do you manage that? Like the mechanisms and stuff. Mm. And that you cannot find it in the Bible, mm. unfortunately. So. <laughs> you can't find it in the Bible. So like use all the resources that are available. Mm. Like when it comes to mental health, yeah, I think you really need to take it seriously. Mm. And I think just, just to quickly touch on what you said, just because it's not in the Bible doesn't mean it's wrong. And I feel like that... Don't misquote me, guys. Do not misquote <laughs> me. But, like, it's like, like for example, psychologists are not in the Bible, but we know that it's, like, necessary. Okay. An example, Panado is not in the Bible, but some of us are busy taking that every day. So, <laughs> there are a lot of things that are not in the Bible. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, like nothing specific will be in the Bible. Yeah. Mm. There are very few careers in the Bible, like, not yeah. to, to think of text collector. Yeah. But teachers, schools, not, there was nothing. Schools is not biblical. Yeah, we evolve. Like, yeah, yeah, we evolve as humans, and now there are a lot of activities that engage in, and there are a lot of solutions and a lot of problems mm. as well. So, yeah, that's why also other careers are just starting. Other We have other careers, we have more careers also in the future. So, mm. yeah, time evolves, but the word of God is eternal. Okay? Yeah. It's eternal. We cannot say, okay, now the word of God does not apply in this generation or in this era. No, it's mm, throughout. It's throughout. eternal. When you read it with the help of the Holy Spirit, yes, it, mm. it comes alive. And I think also just something to know is that we kind of forget who wrote the Bible. Literally, all scripture is breathed from God. And yeah. people always say, yeah, but the Bible was written in there. When? Way back when? Mm. Sure, but who wrote it? The same yeah. person who knows what's going to happen till the end of time. So it's not a thing of, yeah, but it was written then. Yeah, but God wrote it knowing fully that we guys were going to be sitting here. He knew fully that in 10 years' time, maybe there's going to be flying cars. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and God is the same. Yeah. So, yeah. the same God then is the same God now. Mm-hmm. Okay, also, another thing about <coughs> emotional boundaries. Firstly, I think mostly, for, okay, for me, they've come, uh, they're coming from an area of hurt. Mm-hmm. Era of maybe like a traumatic experience, um, 
yeah, most of the emotional boundaries they come from the experience. Um, so it might happen that your your boundaries maybe they are a little unrealistic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it may happen. But also, like if you communicate or with your leader or someone that you trust, mm. they can reason with you. Yes. It's okay. Yes. Right now, you are saying this because you are because you are hurt. Mm. Like maybe give it two more years. I'm sure you like grow out of it, mm. and that won't no longer be a thing. Yeah. So we also need to be aware where is it coming from? Is it mm. like because you are scared of this thing because you've seen it before? It's because of hurt or because of what? Mm. Yeah. So most of the emotional boundaries they come from that place. Mm. And also, there's a. I think there's a lot when it comes to emotional boundaries. Mm. It's, not, it's also it's linked 3D. to like yeah, yeah, it's three D. It's <laughs> also linked to emotional expectations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it goes. It goes a long way. <laughs> it goes a long way. Yeah. And I think, just to like round up this whole convo, it's like we've been talking about. Uh, we've mentioned here and there, briefly how we can actually set realistic boundaries. So for all three aspects, like what are some ways, what are some takeaways we can get? Like what are some practicals I can implement in my life when it comes to setting boundaries? How do I set a realistic boundary? How do I know if my boundary is public or how do I know all of these things? So yeah, if we can just all chip in. Um, okay, so you're talking about like practical. Uh, yeah, like how can I actually like set a boundary and know that it's right, kind of a thing. Because you know, we had this whole conversation, and now we know what boundaries are supposed to look like. We know that this, if I my life looks a certain way, I should change something. But yeah. how should I change it, kind of a thing? Okay. Um, what are some ways that we can like practically implement boundaries? And then also make sure that not just everyone else follows them, but that you yourself actually follow them. Oh. Um, okay. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it does, it mm. does. But also, like, it's a very broad thing. Yeah. Hey. So it's subjective. So I think a person, you should just sit down with yourself and do an introspection. Mm. And see where you, are, where you are at, where do you want to be? Mm. And then which boundaries you want to live by? Like, obviously, most of the things are coming from the word of God. And also analyzing for physical boundaries instead, like analyzing yourself, what what do you react to, um, what are your fleshly weaknesses, as mm. I say, and then it will come from there, and then you come from, um, and then your answers will come from like actually analyzing yourself. Yeah. Um, for instance, okay, for instance, like as a female in that time of the month, you know, it's okay, this time of the month, um, I'll be more closer to my female friends than my no friends yeah. can be <laughs> something as as small as that mm. uh, but one point that I've said for myself like guys are not allowed in my room mm. not in my space if you want to talk you talk outside even yeah. if I don't know you uh, a stranger yeah. you're just knocking they're not allowed in my room that's yeah. my boundary mm. and even if it's cold I don't care like, stay outside you're going to chat outside mm. uh, so those small things we, we can't yeah we cannot create boundaries for like for people just yeah. analyze yourself and see what you need at that particular uh, mm. time in your life and also and think about how you also react to other people for instance like how you greet how you hug other people mm. and stuff and see if um if people like have communicated before whether they they think you like them or what because some people mm. like no i'm not interested in them but how you act around them 
maybe it may give them a certain Im- impression. Yeah. Maybe like how you hug them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you keep on getting these comments, yeah, these questions. <laughs> so you also need to look back to, okay, mm-hmm. what did I do? Like, what do I usually do? Why am I getting... We need to yeah. be very conscious. <laughs> yeah, I need to be conscious. And I know uh, as much as you know that your your heart is pure, like you have no intention. Yeah. But yeah, it may be interpreted in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah. So also in high school, <laughs> I was in a lot of relationships I didn't even know. That time they Guys, say, yo, uh, my <laughs> friends come and tell me, do you know what say? Um, yo, I blame drop. One <laughs> 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 of my friends came to me and said, mm. so and so says that you and so and so are busy uh, in a relationship yeah. because yeah. of what, what, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> Since I when? had the same. Literally, yeah. someone told me this, yeah, that how. I thought you were dating this guy. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you were always together, yada, yada, yada. Like, we're really close friends. It was like, it was like, we were really close. Yeah. But we're, yo, I was so shocked. There's like, yeah, a lot of people thought you guys were together. I'm like, yo, Johnny, guys. (laughs) Those whole time, you think you know. And they told me this, yeah. And this happened like metric. Mad. So be conscious, guys, of your surroundings. Be conscious of other people. Because, yeah, you set the boundary, but do they know you set the boundary? Mm. And I think that's also something else is we can't just expect people to know our boundaries if we don't tell them, which is where communication comes in. If you are serious about that boundary, you'll communicate it. If I don't want to go to the club, I have to tell my friends, hey, I don't want to go to a club, I don't want to drink, I don't want to party. So then they know, even before coming to ask you, they're already second guess. Like, oh, let me not ask Jared if we want to go out to what, what. Because I know he doesn't. Because that's a boundary I set with my friends. And yeah, my friends ask me now and then just in passing, like, hey, we're going to the club. If you want to come, I know you don't come. And that's something that I'm really, like, it will get to that. Oh, we're supposed to be rounding up, but, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. it's a thing of my best friend knows, like, okay, I know you don't go to clubs, but I'm going. If you want to come, you can come, but no pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's something else. And I want to talk about people who don't respect your boundaries. I feel like if somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, we need to reassess that friendship. Mm-hmm. Because if they know the reason behind your boundaries, if they know the goal that your boundaries are helping you achieve, and then they still want to continuously cross that boundary, we need to be very careful with yeah. how that friendship progresses. Because a lot of the times, for if you touched on it where friends can leave, but sometimes friend don't, friends don't leave and they keep crossing the boundary. And I think we just have to be really careful because if we're in that situation where people don't respect the boundaries, it essentially means they don't respect you. They don't take you seriously. Yeah. They don't care about your values. They don't care about your morals. So you really need to reevaluate. And I don't want to tell you stop being friends with them. <laughs> no, but you need to either step back, reassess, and make your boundaries even more clear. Or... I'm not going to tell people to stop being friends with their friends. But if your friends don't respect you, what are you doing there? Cut them off. Cut them off. You can't be <laughs> carrying, <laughs> out, carrying around people who don't even take you seriously. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One thing that just popped in, in my mind is that do we actually ask people their boundaries? Yeah, hey. Hi. I don't think I, I do. I've what are your do's and don'ts? What, mm. what are your boundaries? That's actually very important. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good question. Mm. Yeah. I think it also shows that you care. For yeah. that person, like you don't want to cross their boundaries. You care for their safety and their protection. Yeah. 
And I think it also goes, so we've been doing this series in church called Honor and Kids Church, sorry. Yeah. And it goes back to like, that's such a great way of honoring someone. Just asking them. Yes. We should start a new challenge. It's like, hi, yeah. how are you? What are your boundaries? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hi, how are you? What are your boundaries? <laughs> no, like that. Let's say maybe you, you see that like there's a potential for you guys to be friends. Mm. Or then you can ask. And then you can ask. Because mm. you can see you guys click. You guys, yeah, you yeah. have a, a nice time together. And you can ask like, what are your boundaries? What are your do's? What are your don'ts? Mm. And you can just have a conversation on mm. that. I think we need to move small talk into things like that. Because I don't know if you noticed, like, whenever we have small talk, it's always like, maybe I'm just a really bad at small talk. It's always like, what are your favorite colors? What's your favorite artist? Do you like movies? Do you like series? I never get into, like, what are your boundaries kind of thing. So, small talk 101. Okay, do you ask people that? No, I've never. (laughs) I know, like, your favorite colors. Not friends, but, like... I know what my favorite... Yeah. You and I have the same favorite colors. Okay, that's okay. I feel like when I'm getting to know people, those are like some stuff that I like to know, just for like presence and stuff. Yes, because I know like Chris is a very, she's a thoughtful friend, Mm -hmm. and I think I am too. But I never really got to practice it, you know. But like she, like things like that, small things like that, she takes into account, like you know, Mm. and so, like when maybe she gets you a gift maybe you said something in passing i remember i said something in passing like yeah. um i was like oh I, oh I sent her a, a thing it was an, a reel on instagram like send this year first at and then i took it out for dessert and then one day i posted i sent her i was like oh my gosh this cafe looks so nice mm. it was the goddess cafe oh, right so cute. and then she's like she texts me like months later or something she's like um I have to come to her house because she wants to take me somewhere. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm not gonna tell you. And then, and she's like, I don't think you'll even know when I get there why I'm taking you here. I yeah. get there, I look at it, I see it, and then I'm like, why am I here? It's like, do you remember when you sent me that video? Oh, <laughs> and then it also said like things like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think, yeah, then yeah. favorite colors. Like when maybe I buy her something, I obviously mm-hmm. I think. Um, okay. Buy her in a favorite yeah. color. Yeah. I am having. I'm so sorry. I'm having a minor panic attack because I just looked at my arm and I don't have our bracelets, and I don't know where I put them. So if you don't know, our friend group has a bracelet. Okay. Show them. Yeah. Show Dante. We have bracelets, and I don't know <laughs> where mine is. That's cute. <laughs> I don't remember taking it off. You don't know where yours is. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, I think for me. Um, mm. For me, it's difficult to ask, like, hey, what's your favorite color? What is that? But I would just observe. Oh. Like, I'll, I'll observe a lot of things, and then I'll just ask. Like, I've seen you wearing a lot of blue. Do you mm. like blue or mm. something like that? So, but it won't be, like, straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be straightforward, but it will be just wild. We'll just laugh yeah. and I think I, I get to know people when I'm around them. Yeah. Not, like, when we just talk random things. Mm. Yeah, but not, like, direct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like those convos... <laughs> Are kind of better because they're just free flowing, yeah. And you actually get to know and how someone's yeah. mind works. Sometimes you can also pick up some uh, something that, um, let's say, a person's not aware of, maybe like a certain mm. trait that they're not aware of, but you see, like, you see it like quite a few times, and you ask them, 
are you actually do you like this? And they're like, maybe they're not even aware. Yeah. But they're like, oh, like what you said with us the other day. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know if you guys noticed, but in our previous podcast, Nante pointed out that we say I think a lot. And then she pointed <laughs> it out to us, and I don't think we said it the whole time. So Did I? I don't even know if I said. We said it a few I times. I noticed. I noticed. It it. A few times, but not I as much. I think I never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So a lot has been said, yeah. and I don't know if we have any closing remarks, just that you want to leave the audience with, that you want them to take with them. I think there's a lot more to this chat, and yeah. in all in all, what is important is communication. No one's going to know what your boundary is if you don't speak exactly. and you don't tell them what it is. And then you can't get mad when they cross it. Mm-hmm. So communicate and yeah, set those boundaries, man. Mm-hmm. They're good for you. And set them, make them reasonable boundaries and necessary boundaries as well. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know who else has this truck. Do you have, the, if you guys can't, uh, hopefully you can't hear this, but there's a truck outside and it's just making the most noise. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything you want to say just to, for them to take home okay um, yes for people to actually read books like about boundaries mm. you I can have a book name you know that boundaries book this one I have oh, it I bought it for myself for my birthday Great. I'm telling you I read two Is pages <laughs> you read oh. two pages because <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a self help book and yeah. you know, I kind of struggle with those because you kind of to take it in as well yeah. but i have it i have a physical copy i bought it for myself wow oh that's great cristala bought me books. those books three months ago let me show you guys okay cristala is gonna kill me because <laughs> you haven't read them i have not opened it <laughs> so i bought so i bought these three and cristala bought me this one because i really wanted it it was when exclusive books were having that sale yeah it's John 316 oh. then this is called Revealing Revelations because I'm like it's end time so I'm like might as well get the book that oh, tells us what's I happening sure oh. then these two are by John C. Maxwell because of Pastor Edson name drop again guys we yeah, don't, we're not going to tell you which church we go to just but our pastor yes you might have heard his name I don't know but yes John C. Maxwell re- highly recommend but yeah, what's the book you guys were saying leadership related mm. things John which book was it, guys? Um, boundaries. boundaries by someone. John. Yeah, there are two authors. <laughs> I'm sure if you search boundaries, it'll yeah. pop up. It's it's black. No, it's red and white. We'll also link it <laughs> with Just a pencil. With a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I need to read it. My goal. Please, someone keep me accountable. Mm. I bought myself two books. I bought. Um, think like a monk because I was just Wong. trying a monk. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to calm my mind. And mm. I was using Headspace and everything, but you know Is what? I did it. I like Headspace, mm. but I, you know what? I never read that book. I'm mm. doing so much better. Do you know why? Because of the God. But those books are really also good, so you can implement mm. practical things in yeah. your life. Mm. Um, they can help like atomic, com- yeah. atomic habits atomic and all those That's things. They can book. help. But it's not for you to rely on those books yeah. to get you out of where you are. God is the answer. Exactly. And the answer is in the Bible too. Exactly. Do you and know? I think something also is just... Ultimate book. Exactly. <laughs> and also with that, make sure, like, obviously don't background check every author. But there are some Christian authors that write self-help books. Mm-hmm. Like Atomic Habits was written by... Yes. 
Is that guy Peterson? That guy. I don't know, but I know he's yeah. He's Christian. So make sure like even when you're finding if you're trying to find it I think my takeaway is that when you're trying to find a psychologist and you're trying to get help, make sure that that person's views align with your views and make sure that your views align with the Bible because you don't want to go to someone that's giving you help that's not godly counsel. Yeah. Now you tell them that you believe this and they're giving you help outside of what you believe. And there are Christ this is a Christian podcast so I'm talking this there are Christian psychologists. I was about to say mm. psychologists. Find a psychologist or a therapist. I'm not sure the difference yet, but find mm-hmm. one that is Christian that shares your values, but giving you help exactly. from the Bible yeah. and psychology. But because you will share that you are overwhelmed, you have anxiety and stuff, and then they suggest that you cut church. Don't go to yeah. church. Don't, don't go to homestead. Then Yo. like <laughs> spend your time doing this. So yeah, it's very important that you actually. Go to the people that will give you like sound advice, also not contradicting the mm. word of God. That is, yeah, very, very important. important. I literally, not to expose my mom or anything, I had a conversation with her while I was going through a lot. If and you're listening, like, hi, if you're mom. And she was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe don't go to church as much. Then she was like, yo, I'm a church. Because I was like, I was like, mom, please, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> But yeah, she was just saying, she said, I don't even know what I'm saying. Please, mind what I just said. I said At least uh, she got convicted right yeah, there. Right mm. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot has been said. So we're linking all the books, all the videos. Um, I actually went online quickly and found like a cute little template in which you can actually set boundaries. I'll share it. Um, just head over to our Instagram. All the resources will be there. We'll set something up. But yeah. Make sure you set your boundaries, make sure you keep them, and make sure you communicate them to other people. That being said, I think we're going to wrap it up. So um, that's it from the Set Apart podcast team. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode, that you were really touched by it, that your life was changed, and that in this short time that we've been together, that we've been able to make an impact in your life. And like we always say, if you ever need any help, this is, we are... Our Instagram account is there. Our email address is there. So please drop us a DM. We're not going to judge you. We probably won't know who you are unless we, we're friends or something. But even in that, we're not going to judge you. It's mostly completely anonymous. So reach out. We're praying for you. If you need a prayer, if you have a prayer request, if you have um, anything that's bugging you, if you just need advice, reach out. We're here to help. Or if we can't help you, we'll find somebody that can help you. But make sure to follow our socials. Instagram, not Snapchat. I almost said Snapchat. Um, YouTube channel might be coming soon. We said it's coming soon, but we haven't decided yet. And yeah, we hope that you really enjoyed this podcast and we hope to see you again. Yeah. Goodbye! Bye everyone! <laughs>